I want to look at this 90-second psalm. And just unashamedly, how many of you are Christians today? Raise your hand. If you're Christian, raise your hand. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Do you want to flourish as a Christian? I mean, you know, there's some people that they get saved, and once they get saved, they're content with the fact they're going to heaven, and they, they think, well, and I, I'm, I'm not picking on anyone, it's just a fact. They look at it as though I'm going to do just enough to get by. You, you know, I don't want to be way out there. I don't want people to look at me like uh, I'm... I'm crazy in some sense of the word, or a Jesus freak is what some of society calls us now. And uh, they'll look at you and say, oh, you're one of those Jesus people. You understand where I'm coming from. The, The Jews, they were they were at a place where they weren't ashamed of their God. They they weren't ashamed to worship the Lord. They were appreciative of the fact that he had done so many wonderful things for them. I don't know if your Psalm 92, because all Bibles doesn't have the the tag at the beginning, the the superscription that's recorded there in the Psalms, Uh, Some Bibles do, some don't. But if your Bible does, it probably says something like this, a psalm or a song for the Sabbath day. So this was the the song for the Lord's day. That they wanted this especially sung on the Lord's day. Now there's different reasons why some say that they wanted it sung on the Lord's day. There is a rabbinical tradition that there are some rabbis from years past in Jewish history that taught the first few verses of this psalm was written by Adam before the fall in regards to God's creation. I'm not saying that I agree with that, but yet in Jewish teachings, there's some that, that say, you know, the reason this psalm needs to be sung is because uh, it, it's, it's a psalm of praise to the Lord for what he's created and what he's done. He says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and sing praises unto thy name, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and by the faithfulness every night upon an instrument of 10 strings, upon the psaltery and so forth. So he's saying, Lord, for all that you've made, I praise you for it. It's a good thing to praise the Lord. But yet, I I know whether that be true or not, I I can't verify to you. But I can verify from the very superscription that's written there, it was a psalm that was sung on the Sabbath day in the temple. So that means this psalm has been part of Jewish tradition and worship for 3,000 years now. So this song is at least 3,000 years old. Hmm, you don't seem too thrilled about that. I mean, you know, most songs, they fade in months. 
but you're looking at a song that has been sung for 3,000 years and it's still just as relevant and as good today as it was when they were in the temple 3,000 years ago on the Lord's day singing this song. It is just as relevant to us today. Isn't that great? So in other words, it's something that had to have strength to last. Most things don't last. Uh, you, you know, you build things, it's great, you get it, it's new. Uh, we found out this week that vinyl siding only lasts for 27 years. <laughs> Friday night proved that on the side of our house. And uh, Candy said, what's going on? I heard something crash and I went out and uh, part of the siding was down in the koi pond. I said, I found it, honey, it's washed. <laughs> so I'm hoping she'll let me get by without having to wash the rest of the house down since it did such a good job on Friday night. But things don't last, but God's word lasts. And in this process of this psalm, it builds, it keeps building. It, 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 it's going to a peak in its worship. See, God wants us to go higher in our worship continually. But for time's sake, let, let's move down. I ask you the question, do you want to flourish or not? Verse 12 says, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So he's saying, if you want to flourish, you've got to be like the palm tree. Now, I've preached on the palm tree in the past here in the church, and I've made reference to some things about the palm tree. But for time's sake, if you just let me mention two or three things to try to uh, bring you up to an understanding of what God has has taught us in his word. That's what he wants us to do, to rise to what he's trying to teach us. So if we want to flourish, we need to be like a palm tree. Well, what's so special about a palm tree? Well, one thing is, if you're going to flourish, you've got to grow. You know, a child that doesn't grow is not flourishing. A Christian that doesn't grow is not flourishing. So the question is simple. Do you know more of God and more of God's word now than when you first believed? I'm not saying that you know all the answers. But do you know more about God and more about your relationship with God and more about the things of God now than when you first believed? Do you know that? Are you growing? Well, how do you grow? Well, that's why he said the palm tree. It flourishes, it grows, and the way it grows is different from how most trees grow. The growth of a palm tree is dependent on its heart. The heart of the tree. I might not get off this one point, but we'll have a good time with this one point. See, uh, most, most trees, they, they grow every year, they grow externally. If you ever cut a tree down and you look at the tree, most trees in our area, not being palm trees, you look at it, you can look and there's rings. Well, those rings are added on the outside of the tree every year. And some people even say that you can count the rings and determine how old that the tree is by looking at the number of the rings around the tree. 
But a palm tree doesn't add to its exterior every year. Its growth comes from the inside. Its outside becomes hardened to the environment around it. But the inside stays soft. And from that soft heart, it begins to grow. So what God is saying that if we want to flourish, we need to be like a palm tree. I, I guess one thing I was up, I was really debating on what to preach today. And, and uh, I, I had about three different sermons that I just couldn't seem to be clear on. And yesterday I, I went, went to the funeral service, beautiful memorial for David Houston. And we were there in the service. And, and after, uh, on my way back, I, I happened to notice uh, I had to take another road around. I come around, I, I saw a tree that was down from the storm on Friday night. It was an enormous tree. And I was somewhat shocked that it was down. And they were starting to work on the tree. They'd started to cut and clean the debris up. And when they cut through, I thought, I can't already believe that tree. As long as that tree had been there, I can't believe that that tree fell in that wind the way that it did. But they had cut through the center section of the tree and then I saw the problem. To look at that tree for all of these years on the outside, it looked just fine. But inside it had rotted and the heart of the tree was hollow. See, other trees, they can live and grow and continue to grow and even flourish if they've got a rotten heart. In fact, some of you maybe even remember as children, sometimes your favorite hiding place maybe was to find a big tree and part of that tree, it had rotted out on the inside and you could hide out on the inside and it would still grow. We had trees down in front of the old church. Many of you remember those and some of those inside when they cut them down, one or two of them, it was absolutely hollow inside and maybe that much wood, ring of wood all the way around it, but yet the outside kept growing, but it was rotten on the inside. It had hollowed out on the inside. Do you know you can come and show all appearance that you're growing? You can have a smile on your face. You can come to church. You can carry a Bible. You can sing a song. But the truth of the matter is, as long as your heart is not soft and as long as your heart is not where it should be with God, you're not going to flourish. It's what's on the inside of us that really matters. And the Bible says when we are saved, God gives us, among other things, he gives us a new heart. He takes out a heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh. We feel right at home in our heart in the presence of God when we know that our heart is right with God. So we want our heart to be what God wants us to be. Our heart must be cleansed. How do we keep our heart cleansed? By the book, the word of God, and by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's our cleansing power for the heart. So we're not going to flourish if our heart's not right. Well, how do you know what your heart is? Well, where a person's treasures are, their heart will be also. So that tells me that if you're professing Christ, and he made it very plain that we grow and we flourish in the house of God, 
But that tells me that if you are able to be in God's house, but you have a desire to do everything else except come to God's house, then you're not going to flourish. That tells me that if everything else takes priority over the house of God, you're not going to flourish. Don't shout me down now. It has nothing to do, yeah, you can be saved, you can go to heaven, but you're not going to have an effective Christian life and you're not going to grow and you're not going to flourish. So first of all, it has to do with our growth from our heart. Second of all, the growth is pure. I'm sure you probably know this already, but uh, any other tree, just about any other tree you want to name, it has the ability to graft. Did you know you cannot graft palm trees? You know why you can't graft palm trees? Because the growth is from the heart. So you can't get to the inside. Other trees, the growth is external, so you can graft on them. When the graft is put in, it will flourish, it'll grow, and you can have a shoot come off of it and a start that will come off. But you can't graft a palm tree. You can't, you can't take any other tree and try to graft it in to a palm tree. The moment that you graft a palm tree, and for those of you that are aware of grafting, you put the little slit, you you're able to insert the other, the other species that you're wanting to graft off of that. They'll put sometimes like a salve around it and it will begin to draw its nutrients from that tree and begin to grow. But the moment, are you ready for this? I'm getting ready to quit cause you act like you're not ready for. The moment you graft a palm tree, it starts to die. If you put anything else into a palm tree, it'll start dying. Let's get this clear. When you start trying to mix the world with the church, the church will die. When you start trying to mix the world with your relationship with the Lord, you'll start dying and you'll die from the inside because nothing else will work. Once you've tasted of the Lord and the goodness of the Lord, the world can no longer satisfy you. Everything that you want and desire, you find in the Lord Jesus Christ and your understanding, we are separated from the world. So it is the love of God that does the work in our heart, but it's also our heart that keeps us separated from the world. God's people People's always been a separated people. How did they survive in Egypt? They were the ones that had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and on the lintel. No, no Egyptian had that. They were different. They were separated. And let me tell you this. I'm not ashamed to tell you I am different since I met the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not the same person that I used to be. He made a change in my life and I'm not the least bit interested in trying to see how much of the world I can graft into my life. I'm more interested of growing inside and my heart being more of what God wants me to be. Its growth is pure. Its growth is upward. Palm trees since they grow from the heart, 
they're not sprouting out branches and they're not spreading out. No, their growth is up. You know what happens? The growth starts in the heart and it comes right out the top. Where's the greenery on a palm tree? From the top. There's not branches all the way up. It keeps growing. The more it grows inward, the more it grows upward. Have you found that the more you grow on the inside, the more your praise goes up and the more you look up above. That's why the writer said, don't set your affections on earthly things. Set your affections on heavenly things. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth to the things that are before me, I press on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. We keep reaching up. It'd do you good right now just to reach up and say, Lord, it all goes to you. It's all upward. We're so worried about what's around us. We ought to be worried about our relationship, looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The growth is upward. Let me tell you one other thing before I quit today. Uh, It not only flourishes, it flourishes where other trees can't. An apple tree in the desert would die. A peach tree in the desert would die. But a palm tree will grow where other trees cannot grow. See, some of you are saying, Lord, Don't send me there. Don't give me that job. Don't put me at that place. I'm here to tell you, you can grow any place. Two things are needed to grow. See, the palm tree is so strange. It grows its best in the most arid, hottest climates. The heat intensifies. There are some deserts that palm trees grow in that people can't live in. But they still grow there. And not only do they grow there, they flourish there. They flourish their best. I, I was just reading a, reading a book the other day and I came across a little line and when I did, I had to put the book down and shout for a little while and every time I go back, I start shouting again. It, it said this one statement. A palm tree flourishes the best when its head is in the fire and its feet is in the water. It flourishes more when its head is in the fire. What fire? The fire of the Holy Ghost to the believer. Jesus, when he came, John the Baptist said, there he is. He said, I baptize you with water, but when he has come, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm here to 
to tell you we grow the best when our head is in the fire. And not only that, but every traveler knows the palm tree, its head is in the fire, but its feet has found water. It's able to take the water in and to absorb the water and find water where nobody else can find water. If you want to flourish, you've got to find where your spout of blessing comes from. It comes from the Lord. Therefore, when the devil says you can't do it, you can say, God, you put me here as long as my head is in the fire and my feet is in the water. I'll be okay. Flourish. Flourish. Do we want to survive or do we want to thrive? That's the question. Are you thriving? Are your thoughts on things above? Are you saying every time you turn around, I can't do nothing here. I've seen people been in 25 churches and they can't do anything everywhere they go. Maybe it's not the soil. Maybe it's because you've got your head in the wrong place. You're too busy looking around instead of looking up. And maybe you don't get refreshed. How do you find refreshing? His his word is like water. Satisfies us. How about you?